How do you make sure that your next condo investment appreciates in value? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. As always, Andrew LaFleur here, your host from the True Condos Podcast. And I want to just put a plug in here. Make sure you are receiving my weekly email updates. If you're not already, just go to truecondos.com. Sign up anywhere there. I know a lot of people message me, contact me, email me, and you can do that. Um, By the way, at andrew at truecondos.com, 416-371-2333. But what I'm saying is a lot of people do get in touch with me um, because they're listening to this podcast. And I find out that they're not receiving my weekly email updates. And I'm quite surprised. That is the best way to keep on top of the condo market. And all the latest and greatest and best and approved by me investment opportunities that are out there in the market, as well as getting access to more exclusive content like this podcast. So make sure you do sign up and are receiving those emails. Now, on to today's episode. As I said in the intro, I want to talk about this question of how do you make sure that your next condo investment is going to appreciate, is going to go up in value? It's a common question that I get a lot, um, and it's sort of one of the fundamental cores of uh, my investment philosophies that um, if you've been a longtime listener, a longtime uh, reader of my emails and, and, and uh, watcher of videos and listener of podcasts, um, you probably have heard this before, but if not, it might be new to you. So I want to talk about um, this concept that I call up investing up investing. So yeah, again, the the questions that are often asked of me is, you know, Andrew, is this a good buy? Should I buy this? Is this a good price? Um, What do you think this condo is going to be worth in a few years? How much do you think this condo, if I buy this one pre-construction, Andrew, what do you think it's going to be worth when it's finished? That's a very common one. Um, And so all all these questions obviously around, you know, how how can you... um, best ensure you as the investor are going to buy an asset piece of real estate that is going to increase in value that's going to appreciate in value how do you make sure that it it goes up well um that's where up investing comes in and i i came up with this term a number years ago um quite simply up investing it stands for the u stands for under market value and the p stands for positive cash flow So anytime that you can purchase real estate, um, particularly talking about pre-construction condos, if you can buy something that is under current market value, under the current resale market value, and if it's projected to give you a positive cash flow, then those two factors are a very strong indicator. There's a very strong correlation we found between that and a higher appreciation rate over the um, over the term of owning that and buying that and, and owning that pre-construction condo over, say, a five to ten year period. So, yeah, if, if you can get something that is, um, if you can get something pre-construction, not built yet. It's not going to be ready for three, four, five years. You're buying pre-construction. It doesn't exist. You're buying a piece of paper, a contract, and you're paying 
a, an equivalent or a slightly below value or price compared to if you have a, a brand new, just finished condo across the street of a similar type, caliber, similar fit and finish, similar level of uh, builder uh, who's built the thing. Um, it's not always easy to get that exact comparison, but if you if you are able to do that and and able to say, you know what, I can buy this one bedroom here for X dollars pre-construction across the street. I see that they're selling for X plus one. If they're you know they're selling for a dollar more, then you're buying it under the market value. That's a very good thing to to do. And the second part is positive cash flow. If you can find a condo that is going to um, after you pay all of your expenses, property taxes, mortgage, and maintenance fee, uh, and the rent that it generates with a 20% down payment, if it's giving you a positive cash flow, a break-even or positive cash flow, and it also is under the market value, then that is an investment that is very likely, not guaranteed, but extremely high probability that that investment is going to appreciate in value. So um, a lot of people obviously want to know where they can find those sorts of investments. And I always say, look, these sorts of, just because this is my rule and, and this is what I, I tell you you should do, doesn't mean it's easy to find. Um, this is not, uh, this is not, um, something that has ever been easy to find. It's never never been uh, to, been easy, especially in the city of Toronto, especially downtown Toronto. It's never been easy to find. This is why another thing that I've commonly told people over the years is, look, 90, 95% of condos that are out there that are available for you to invest in today, 95% of them, I would say, most of the time, uh, 95% of those condos are not worth investing in. There's only a few, there's only a, you know about 5% of the overall total market that are really a great investment that will really outperform uh, everything else. So you, you don't just go out there and buy anything. You need to be very selective. Um, Pre-construction condos have always been priced more than resale, by the way. If you, you know, some people like to also, there's a myth out there. People say, well, back in the day, pre-construction used to be cheaper than resale. It was always like that back in the day because, uh, you know, you should get a discount for buying something that, uh, you know, it's not going to be built for a few years. That's completely false. It's never been true. Um, you can look at any basic chart from Urban Nation uh, or Altus Group or anybody else tracks these things. And just look at the you know the the pre-construction prices and the resale prices over time. Pre-construction prices has always 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 been above resale pricing, um, so that that is certainly a myth that has has never been true. But there are from time to time, on occasion, if you know where to look, if you are good at this thing called condo investing, and if you do your homework and you're diligent, and if you're working with somebody like me who, uh, who who does this day in, day out, every single day for years and years and years, um, that's my job. My job is to find these opportunities for you that are the top 5%, that are beating the market, that are better than everything else that is out there. And so that's, again, if you're new to me, if you're new to the podcast, if you're new to my emails, that's what I do. That's what I'm searching for and that's what I'm constantly trying to invest in myself 
find those 5% uh, cream of the crop opportunities as well as present them to you, my, um, my client. So um, it's harder and harder to find these opportunities. I will admit uh, it was easier you know, in 2014, 2015, the first part of 2016. But as the market uh, took off like a rocket in the past couple of years and to this day, it has become a lot harder to find these opportunities as construction costs uh, for building high-rise condominiums in particular, input costs across the board, land costs, everything else. Um, it's basically impossible to to build a pre-construction condo in Toronto for less than $1,100 a square foot. You know, so um, things have changed, but the the reality remains the same, that we still are looking for these sorts of opportunities and we should still seek them out as investors if we're looking for the greatest returns. If we're okay with average returns, if we're okay with below average returns, then it really doesn't matter. But if you are looking for the best returns, um, which I certainly am, then it does matter which investment you are choosing. So uh, as I've been saying to a lot of investors lately, um, one example, specific concrete example of this right now is, uh, is uh, Minto Oak Village in Oakville. There's uh, some great units available in the project there. Not every single unit, mind you. Again, this is where the 95% comes in. I might, I might recommend a certain project, but I don't recommend every single unit in that project for investment. Not every single unit in a project is uh, going to give you cash flow, is going to be priced below market value. There are certain units that you obviously want to focus on and certain units that you may not want to focus on as much if you are buying from, for an investment. So, but Minto Oak Village is one of these opportunities. If you've been receiving my emails, you might have already seen that email about uh, Oak Village and why I personally invested there and why so many of my clients have invested there. Uh, Oakville is not traditionally somewhere we're, we're looking to invest um, uh, as myself as an investor and, and my core uh, clientele who have been with me for many years you know, you, you know that, uh, you know, Oakville is not something I've really ever talked about before. So why now? What about Toronto, Andrew? Well, again, I'd love to continue to invest downtown Toronto. And, and certainly that long term is going to be the best place to invest in a condominium um, if you can find the right opportunities. But if you're paying massive premiums over resale values, then it doesn't really make as much sense if you can go half an hour away to Oakville, which, by the way, is an amazing place to live. And, you know, thousands and thousands of people wish and desire to live there, but they, they can't. Um, if you can go to Oakville and you can buy a pre-construction condo from a great builder in a great location that's not going to be built for three or four years and you're paying uh, a price that's basically resale pricing, and it's projected to give you positive cash flow, well, that's that's a no-brainer. Uh, you should do that. <laughs> and that's exactly why I did that myself and, and why so many of my clients have too. But I understand that it's a little bit perplexing and some people just can't wrap their heads around buying condos outside of, uh, outside of the downtown core. Uh, and I get that. And, and for the majority of my 12 years in real estate, most of my business has been in the downtown core because it was, as I said, a lot easier to find these sorts of opportunities there 
um, for most of my career. But in the past couple of years, it's becoming harder and harder and harder to do. Not impossible, but I would say nearly impossible to, to find such an investment there. So we look further afield, we look elsewhere, and we follow the same principles and rules that have served us well, and we expect that they will continue to serve us well and yield great results and great returns in the future. So final thought, um, as we sort of wrap this one up, uh, does it mean that you should never then buy pre-construction? Am I saying you should never buy pre-construction if you're paying more than resale value? No, no, I'm certainly not saying that. I mean, again, if, if, if that was the case, you know, it would be very hard for anybody to buy any pre-construction because these sorts of opportunities are quite rare. Um, there are exceptions. Uh, if, if, you know, if you're paying some, uh, you know, there are exceptions where it does make sense to pay more than resale. Um, you know, if something is especially unique, especially different, uh, if the gap between the, the, the resale and the pre-construction product that you're looking at buying is a relatively small one, um, if there's other incentives other than price that are at play, such as rental guarantees and other things that make the investment more appealing, um, it can depend on specific locations and the market that you're in. If you're in Toronto versus other cities, if you're in this neighborhood versus that that neighborhood, if you're, um, you know, what resale are you comparing it to is very important. Uh, do you have a brand new directly across the street very similar type of a building to compare it to or not size uh, or if you're comparing it to older buildings or different types of different type of a building uh, with different types of units in the building that's not a fair apples to apples comparison so um, it's not this is a it's a rule of thumb it's something that served us very well this this concept of up investing it's certainly something that you can say if you find it it's a no-brainer um, but again, it's very hard to find, uh, but, uh, it's not a, it's not a black and white, this or nothing sort of a thing, but it is a tried and true rule of thumb. As I said, that has served us well and served my clients very well over the years. So it's something to, to think about as an investor, as you're evaluating various investment opportunities and you're wondering if, uh, one versus the next, or if you're sitting there and you're receiving my emails and you're wondering why, um, why I, I invest in, in certain ones and why I recommend certain ones and certain ones I, I do not recommend as much. So there you have it. Um, that is today's podcast. I, I hope you got some value from this episode. I hope you pulled something from it. And I look forward to joining you again on the next episode. Once again, if you want to reach me, andrew at truecondos.com or 416-371-2333 is how you can do that. And until next time, happy investing. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.